0: Welcome to the Color of Influence podcast, where you will hear stories from amazing people of color from around the world, from social media, and right here in our communities. Their stories will inspire you, encourage you, and motivate you. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. Welcome back, and we are gearing up for part two of my conversation with Anthony I know you guys really enjoyed last week's conversation and today we are gonna finish it up so you can be thoroughly entertained some more. So without further ado, here is part two of my conversation with Anthony about life after divorce.
1: Yeah. You know, funny, not so funny. I had a blackout moment. I didn't know I could get mad like that. Not like sober. (laughs) <laughs> not sober um years ago my brother had came over cuz we needed to go out I needed to breathe you know mm. what I'm saying we probably going to get some drinks and like go to the strip club or something and just you know throw a few back and he I was in the shower and he was asking me questions about where me and my ex were in the divorce process and then he said something about my son. And I was like the last I remembered. Isha, I was in the shower. Literally in the shower. I'm butt naked. Yeah. pulling in the hair. Whatever he said, I snapped. I, I, when I came to, I was in the living room, barking, butt ass naked, yeah. wet. And, and then I came to, my brother was like, yo. And I looked down, and I was like, yo, oh, shit. And he was like, yo, you do got some problems. <laughs> he was like, I was just hoping that, like, you would, like, walk away and put a towel on. <laughs> and, and, like, we laughing, and it's all, like, funny. And I was like, yo, bro, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I said, like, I was like, I don't take her phone calls when I'm at work. I said, because my day would be shit. You know what I'm saying? I said, if she sends me emails, I don't read them to the end of the week because my day or my week could be shit. I said, I have to manage certain things. I was like, because I'm having these responses. Yeah. Like I didn't even, and then like, you know, two years go by because it was a long process. It was a long healing process. It was a straight up journey. I think like we say that word and people don't realize like what it actually means. Like journeys have like pit stops, (laughs) detours and everything else. But along that journey, it was like, I couldn't believe where I had come from, you know, yeah. some things I'm not even gonna talk about on the podcast where I'm like, yo, I was freaking going nuts, mm-hmm. and not necessarily over the love of what could have been. I don't like betrayal. You cannot promise something to me. And I don't mean like, okay, you promised to buy me a gift. Yeah. But in that, like I said, like I, I feel like like putting everything on the line and in the context of marriage to becoming one, it was just so much more heavily weighted. And it, it took a lot, you know, in that process to like, for the after effect of divorce to really resonate, you know, to a life that's actually better lived because the things that like I experienced five, six years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff's not even relevant anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't believe it. Like, you know, we would have those arguments or pay that amount of money to, you know, go see a counselor, but like where we're at now, like the life after is much better when you could like focus on yourself. Yeah. Sounds stupid. Sounds cheesy, but guess what? I spent a hundred percent of my check on like my son 401k and me, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: you know? So like, those are the things that like kind of happen when you find yourself again, like it it starts to bounce back out. Tell me something like, where has your life been better post-divorce?
0: I would say in all aspects, um, as far as work and my relationship and just like personal. Um, and I feel like it was because like, I, I'm one of those people that I feel like everything happens for a reason. You meet certain people for a certain amount of time for a reason. You go through things for a reason. And I feel like when people say like you hit rock bottom, like I when I was married, I hit rock bottom, like emotionally, financially, spiritually, like I was just broken. And I'm not like one of those people who, um, like I talk about it all the time where people feel like, when you say you're depressed, like you're just on a couch or in your bed and you don't shower for days and, you know, you're not taking care of your hygiene and you're not eating and you, you're doing all this stuff. That's not always depression. And, you know, I was like in it, in it for a while. And then to come out of it and go to therapy and have some other things like come to the forefront of things that I was just dealing with during that time, it was life changing, but I feel like I wouldn't have made the progress that I made personally, if I hadn't gone through what I did during my marriage and during that relationship. Um, but I feel like because of how I was coming out of it, like it did, it, um, I don't want to say like it created a new person, but I was able to like identify a lot of stuff about myself that like I needed to change Mm -hmm. and like just my perspective about things, you know, like maybe some of it is with the divorce. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and I just like I'm starting to really pay attention to stuff more, but I feel like um, I just stopped tolerating stuff. Like, I I stopped tolerating not being appreciated in my job and, you know, not dealing with people that I just didn't want to deal with, whether they were friends, whether I was in, like, relationships with them or not, Um, you know, financially, like, I sold my house, like, kind of went broke to put my house in order to sell my house to make my money back, Um, but, It was just one of those things where I was like, oh, anything associated with that needs to be gone. The only thing that I have would be like my furniture, my car. Like I had that stuff during my marriage, some of it. Um, but it was like, I just needed to wipe the slate clean with myself. like Mm -hmm. personally just give myself grace that, yeah, you tolerated that. And it was things that you never thought that you would deal with for as long as you did. You did it. You came out on the other side. And now we need to figure out who are you now? Like, what do you want now? And I don't know. I just feel like coming to that realization that, you know, I I had a part in the things that happened because I was there. Like, it takes two people to be in these situations. And to not like beat myself up about things that happen uh, yeah. and to just learn from it. And I feel like the reason my relationship right now is successful is because I learned from that one. And so like when things happen, like, again, I'm not a confrontational person. I don't like talking about uncomfortable things, but I know that not talking about them makes them bigger than what they are. Mm -hmm. So I have uncomfortable conversations now. And, you know, I was also one to, like, expect you to respond in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So I had to realize, like, not everyone is as vocal about things in the moment. And Jamel is not. So sometimes when I tell him stuff, like, he may be, you know, acknowledge that we're having this conversation. And then the next day or maybe... 30 minutes later, he'll make a comment about it or, you know, he'll say something that's like, okay, I process what we talked about and this is my response to it now. And I have to real, you know, understand that like, just because you didn't give me that response hours ago, doesn't mean that it's not as important to hear it now. Whereas before I probably would have been like, so you just like, we're not going to have this conversation. Like, you know, is this it? Like, you don't even care type thing. And it's like, you know, I'm <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Like I have to learn to be patient because that's how I deal with things. I talk about them right now, but you don't. So I have to get that. And, and that was a conversation that we had early on. Like if you're in the middle of an argument, how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. And his thing is like, I prefer to just talk about it, and let it go. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one's not.
1: (laughs) You're going to be harping on it. Yes. He's a woman. (laughs) I
0: I am going to continue to bring it up until I feel satisfied that the conversation is over. But, you know, those are things that we have to work through together. It's not one-sided. And that's something that I said to him. Like, You can't force me to respond the way that you do. And I can't force you to respond the way that I do. Mm -hmm. But it took me a while to get to, to get here. You know what I mean? Like five years ago, no way. There's no way that I would have been like this.
1: Yeah. You know, and like some of the things that like stick out is like hearing you obviously understand that there are things that you have to work on with yourself, right? Yeah. I think for a minute and even like when we would go to like therapy, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Number one, I think I'm as smart as that therapist. I don't even (laughs) care like what fucking book or degree she has. Like this don't even matter. We talk about things that we, we had this conversation in the kitchen. So I feel like (laughs) I'm saying the same things. You're saying the same things. We don't need to pay for this. And one thing that I I one of my takeaways that I I, I realized is that like sometimes I'm a little bit prideful because I'll be telling the truth. But I don't realize how I can say things that could be hurtful. Yeah. Because I would lean on like, I'm telling the truth. Yeah. Stop me when I'm lying, you know? And I mean I laugh at it now because it's like it's juvenile.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And not even like it was like little things or whatever, but, you know, we were at a point where I felt like things, either you're running from something or nobody's ever told you, but because I love you, (laughs) I'm going to help you see some things. And sometimes it wasn't always like season with Mm salt, you know, it it wasn't graceful at all. It wasn't compassionate. And those were things that was like, okay, like you could feel like you're telling the truth, but that doesn't mean that your delivery has to be crap. Yeah. You know. Um, never overbearing or <clears throat> like I don't like the harp on stuff, like very similar to like what you said. Like I, you know, like like your, you know, your partner now, like I would like to have the conversation and let it be done. But God forbid we have the same conversation a couple months ago.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that like patience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and not on my timeline or even their timeline, but just in time yeah. and being OK to like it'll be fixed, it'll be resolved or just give it time because there's so many other things like you could devote your attention to, mm-hmm. you know, the small trivial stuff. More often than not, and I'm going to be honest, working from home has been a godsend. So much <laughs> shit works itself out that like, and I still get paid. <laughs> like, let me apply this to my personal life. Yeah. So the, Those little things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just let them work themselves out. Of course, the input that is necessary for me to give, I give what I'm supposed to. Nothing more, nothing less. But there's no damage done in that delivery.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? It's one of those things where it's like. I don't know why it it I guess it t- turned into what it turned into, you know, um, but that was definitely one of the takeaway or at least two of them, you know, like how I deliver, yeah, you know, and being patient with people. But also life after divorce, like outside of like the rediscovery where mm-hmm. we're like reinventing ourselves. I felt like it's been fun. Yeah. I don't know about you. <laughs> I like not answering to nobody. <laughs> I li- I like when my mom was like, I heard you're going somewhere. Where are you going? And I'm like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just catch a plane and I go somewhere. Like I, I like the autonomy of just being able to do and go as I please, you know? Yeah. Um, Life after the divorce, like outside of like the discovery and the travel, I would say has brought a tremendous amount of peace.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I know when, you know, like they talk, especially in church, in the Bible, about, like two becoming one and all this other good stuff. Unless like we didn't have kids under the same roof long enough to, to really know what it felt like. But I, I think that that's when it really would have taken shape where I would have really seen what it would have felt like and really had to deal with daddy duties and husband yeah. responsibilities on like a regular basis. I just dealt with it immediately. As soon as we got with it, you know, I felt like that 180 that people like men mainly talk about mm-hmm. that I didn't want to believe was happening, like happened. And like, how do you recover from that? But i I found it to be incredibly beneficial, you know, especially when it comes to having fun in my adulthood, you know, like my yeah. adulthood fun, ain't twenty year old fun. I ain't going to no clubs, right? Right. <laughs> you know, like I'm. I'm not trying to like be out and about all the time, but there are things that I can do, places I can go, people I can help, decisions that I can make that make me me and make mm-hmm. me feel good. So, all in all, like it's 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 been fun. Just in yeah. The
0: <laughs> yeah. Now you've been married. You're out yeah. dating, having fun. Do you think, because you kind of said something about this earlier, do you think that people can be in monogamous relationships forever?
1: Hmm. I do.
0: Okay. Now we got to have
1: a perfect match. (laughs) Like, for that to actually be something that could happen. And I'm sitting here, like, I'm looking around because I'm like, yo, how do I, like, shape this into, like, and say it and wordsmith it so it's, like, not inappropriate, but the world has changed, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And I deal with women who like women. And I'm not saying, like, that's, like, my first choice, but, like, that's what it is. Yeah. So it's, like, my competition is not only other men now. It's other women. So whether they're bisexual or you know just want to have some fun here and there it's like there's so many different things and i think that it is possible but you need to be a hundred percent clear with what you're looking for and what you want so like you can't be with a girl who likes girls and that not be something you appreciate like and i'm not talking like bible book and like whatever else that could say, Hey, like you got to live at a different standard, live by the spirit. I'm just talking about like what you like and don't like, can we go here and I feel comfortable? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like we on date night or whatever. Those are the conversations that you got to have, you know, because the world is different. Now I imagine ain't nothing new in the sense of like there were women who felt like that before, but like now it's like I can meet women online or face to face without this mask. And (laughs) after a few days, like that could be something that's like a talking point, Mm -hmm. you know, whether they do or don't. And I feel like it's, it, it, when it comes to monogamy, if you can find somebody that fulfills your needs. And when I say that, I had to pause, but, but like for real, like fills your needs and I'm not just like lustful needs, but like, but whatever it is, it just kind of makes you tick and gives you some fulfillment you know, they kind of add to that. I think it can be done. I just feel like there's so many more challenges now.
0: Um, and see, like, I feel like when I was in my 20s, I don't think that I would have believed that because I feel like there are, like, people need to work through some things. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely wouldn't have said that I believed in it back then. being in my like being 40 like I feel like this is a good time to just settle down and like at this point for most people who have been single their whole lives or a good portion of their lives to this point you've kind of done everything you know what I mean like you probably been out traveling alone doing your thing you know having fun maybe you went to college maybe you didn't maybe you've been working and you know but pretty much most people by their four by the time they're 40 are pretty established yeah you have money you've had enough raises probably to where you can afford some luxury things you can you know do some more traveling outside of the states and You can do some more things. You can buy a house or you can, you know, buy that car that you want to buy, or you can do these little local things that you couldn't do before. And I feel like money is a part of people's happiness, like that comfort. And so Mm -hmm. when you are comfortable in that way, like you said, and you find a partner who can match you in similar ways where y'all are really like equal. Then I feel like, yeah, you could be monogamous with someone at this point. Yeah.
1: You want to know what? And I'm glad that you touched on that because obviously what I'm talking about is just a reflection of the dating life that I am currently (laughs) stuck in and the shit that I have to discuss um, with potential partners. Um, But real shit is that, like the partnership piece of it, because I have like a ton of different ideas Plans, business plans, business, like things that I've started
0: mm-hmm. and
1: unfortunately never finished. Yeah. You no. Know? um, And I've looked into it and thought like, yeah, because that was one of the things that like, obviously me and my ex talked about, you know, like this is where I could use your help and you're actually brilliant in these areas. Would you help?
0: Yeah.
1: Obviously that never happened. <laughs> been millionaires by now. <laughs> Happily fucking married. but. <laughs> Real deal, like finding a partner who can inspire you, mm-hmm. maybe even hold you accountable. Those are things that like I look at now when it comes to like being monogamous. So like, yeah, it's cool. Like if a chick tells me like she bisexual, she might be down for a threesome. And I'm just like being like inappropriate. But I'm just saying like like <laughs> it sounds exciting, right? Yeah. So for a lot of men, it's like, OK, well, if I'm with this one woman and things go stale, at least I won't have to lose her. I could still keep her, you know? <laughs> So, like, those are some of the perks that I've heard from the, and and I'll be honest, most of it comes from younger women. They're definitely yeah. in their 20s. You know, yeah, I'm 40, but 20-year-olds like me. Um, so, these these 20 if plus year If I was year a
0: 20-year-old with somebody who had a good job and was taking care of themselves and their kid, I would be attracted to you, too.
1: Well, let me go on and re-upmymatch.com.
0: <laughs> i back! Just saying, like, you know, for a woman,
1: that's yeah Yeah, exactly.
0: That stability accounts for something, but me, if I the, what else is on gonna match, come with it.
1: Mm-hmm. But wait,
0: if I was on match, I would not put in a 20-year-old or an early 30-year-old anything. Because I'm not about to be your sugar mama. <laughs> and you sit here taking classes <laughs> in okay. college. No, and... we got we got a segue. We got a
1: segue. <laughs> We ain't talking about us. We about to talk about online dating because I said it was the devil earlier. I
0: am saying I'm not going to... Let, let me just keep it 100 woman, with you. But would you date a younger woman to be with that person for real, like an actual relationship? Or is it just a fling? Because for me, nah, it's man, fun actually, to have fun with a younger boy, like a guy or whatever. But to be in a relationship, I mean, if you're not... Now, granted... There are some 20-year-olds who have businesses. They may, you know, doing their own thing and whatever. Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 Isha, I get it. See, so our needs for 20-year-olds are completely different.
0: Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, our needs are completely different. So I get it. Yeah. So for both of us, it's probably fun. Right? right, and I'll be honest because when we talk about autonomy and making money, like I'm good. I don't actually need you to be making money. You could just come live in my bird nest, and I'll take care of both of us, and we'd be all right. So I know what you're saying, but mm-hmm. what it comes down to, like, no, I don't want no bird to take care of. Number one, they trouble. Number two, I'm selfish enough to just know that I don't want to take care of you all the damn time. <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? You know, like I would right. like, want you to bring something to the table. So no. But in the capacity of like, and this sounds really messed up, but like being trainable, and <laughs> mm. like let's be honest, like the things that you learned through your marriage, you, oh, forgive me, the marriage that didn't last.
0: No, it's fine.
1: All right, I guess I just didn't want to be rude.
0: No, so like I the mean, marriage I that was didn't married, last. So during my marriage, yeah. All right, well, fuck
1: him. So the marriage that didn't last, it didn't work. Didn't, yeah. But you learned, mm-hmm. right? You, you learned things that would have made it work, provided he was the type of guy who had taught you. and if we spin it back, like, huh? No, he couldn't teach you.: No, or you don't think he ever would have.
0: It's not about being taught. You don't think so? When you're young, because you're talking about someone that you is teachable, meaning like a younger woman, right? You will grow to resent the person who taught you how to be in a relationship because over time, your teachers gonna... suck though. No, I mean, it's that's not that's about that. Stuff. It's not about that. Cause I tell people all the time, like you don't have to be in your twenties and be married. You're not going to be the same person at 30 something and 40 something that you are at 20 something. It does not matter if you're married with children that's... in your twenties. It doesn't matter if you are single in your 20s, you're not going to be the same person. So you're grooming because that's what it is. You're grooming this 20 year old to be your partner. But when that partner gets to be 30 and 40 and they realize like, hold up, you was a whole I don't want to say pedophile because they in their 20s.
1: Yeah. And, and that's why. Because I, I see like the direction <laughs> that you like you were going in. And that's that's not what, like when I say like trainable and teachable. I'm talking about like who I am as a person. So I feel like the older we get, like we have. I'm not going to say like hang ups, but like we start ironing out and pressing in our personal or do's and don'ts, what we accept and what we want. What I'm talking about is somebody not impressionable, like they can't think for themselves, but impressionable enough to adopt something new.
0: But you're saying a 20 year old
1: is more impressionable. No, 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 no. no, no. Well, yeah, of course, more than a 40 year old. But I'm not saying like, let me just backtrack (laughs) a little bit more.
0: On the age I feel thing. like you're
1: saying, the yeah, no, 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 no. Look, I'm not, I'm, Clarify. 40. I'm not, date- I'm not, yeah, I'm not dating any 20 year olds. I mean, okay. just in their 20, like late 20s. But w- what I mean is, like, somebody who may even appreciate the things that you are bringing to the table when it comes to introducing new information or a new way to do things. That's what I'm talking Got about, it. not okay. somebody who's like set in their ways. So, like, yeah, I just I wanted to move us away from like because okay. I'm not a pedophile, Isha. Don't you post this online
0: <laughs> like I'm some weirdo. No, like, yeah, because that's how that's you like made it. <laughs> he was like, Oh, but they're trainable. I'm like, Hold
1: Yeah, up, no, first of all, I prefaced I said I don't want it to sound bad because like, I was searching for words. How dare you? Right. <laughs> yeah, real deal. That was that was like my only point when it came to like the age thing you know, like maybe there's more potential for them to appreciate what you are and who you are. And when there are things that may go against what they're used to, Mm -hmm. they may have an easier time at picking it up.
0: Maybe.
1: Maybe, maybe. but I kind of,
0: as a woman, I kind of disagree with that. Go for it. Tell me why. I feel like
1: No, wait, 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 wait. Is this like 40-year-old Isha talking about 27-year-old Isha? Is this 40-year-old yeah. Isha talking about 40-year-old Isha?
0: No, I'm talking about like as a 20-something, early 30-something-year-old.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: So I feel like I hear what you're saying, but someone that is ready for a relationship that you would be ready for is mm-hmm. not going to be in the same like, they're not going to have that same thought process. So it's it's not about the age for a woman at that point. It's more about, like, her life experiences up to that point. So okay. I feel like if it was a situation where she's just getting out of college, maybe she went to grad school, so that would take you into, like, your later 20s and, you know, getting a job. You have to understand that a 27, 30 year old experience is not our 27, 30 year old experience. It's, it's
1: theirs either.
0: No, it's You're talking different. college like, and grad school, but I'm saying like <laughs> in the world that they are in as a 27 year old is not the world that we were in as a 27 year old.
1: Gotcha. Is what yeah. I'm
0: saying. So it's like, not even what you guys well, you talk know. About. I'm just talking about their experience is going to be different.
1: No, I I appreciate that. I just wanted to throw in there that some of them like aren't even pursuing degrees. Well, no. So
0: <laughs> no, some of them make money online in various <laughs> ways, and I'm not hating. Use
1: hey, your skills, whatever way. So, so that was actually the piece that, like. Yo, that's why I said what I said initially. I have, I didn't expect online dating to be what it was. Yeah, there's just a lot of online hoes. Like, <laughs> like I'm yeah. not, I'm not joking. No cap. Like I'm just, it is what it is.
0: Listen, I was online dating before COVID, so I can't even imagine what it's like right now.
1: I don't know. They must have got rid of Backpage. All the hoes is on like legitimate websites now. <laughs> well, okay,
0: so let me tell you. I saw this post where this girl went on a dating site mm-hmm. to find a partner for her OnlyFans.
1: Oh, yeah. So that, that's on all of them. Yeah. So like most most pages that I've seen, they got their Instagram, they Snapchat, and their mm. OnlyFans on it. But the problem is it's like over half the girls that you would you know what i'm saying that the profiles that you actually look at that's what it is so when i yeah. said like yeah online dating is the devil because it's it's great <laughs> it it's different you know like when we're talking 10 years ago over 10 when i met my ex you know um online dating and then like those are real women you yeah. know they're like <laughs> yeah look- <laughs> they're really looking for a relationship yeah, they're actually looking for like somebody to date man now yeah. it's like you see, they were like, send send 50 roses to this phone number. <laughs> no, this is, is freaking nuts. It's oh, nuts. Oh, I couldn't
0: even imagine. And,
1: and I'll be honest, like, not like that that's a proponent for me to, like, want to be in a relationship. But that just makes me a little bit more disgusted with, like, single life. Like, yeah. Not that there's something I gotta worry about, but that's just something that, like, I kind of gotta worry about. I gotta okay, make sure. So that I have
0: I... a question for you. Yeah. So, you know, Steph Curry's dad is getting a divorce, right? His parents are getting rightfully parents. so. Hold on. So, <laughs> this guy was on Twitter and had, like, this full thread of why he needs to stay with his wife. <laughs> so, he was like, Man, it's hard out here in these streets. Like these are not the same women. He was like, "Stay with, stay married," because these girls go to brunch. It <laughs> was like they all want to get BBLs. Everybody is uh, uh, content. What's a BBL? Game. Huh? What's a BBL? A Brazilian butt lift. Where Man, I that? didn't know that. How am I supposed Where to know you that? Been? Uh, the, well, that's a conversation women have. Again, you really don't listen to my <laughs> podcast, BBL. because somebody that we know had two BBLs, and the episode is like the second or third one where she was talking about it. So you're fired.
1: Anyway, it's a Brazilian
0: butt lift. So you was like... You know, everybody's getting BBLs. They go to brunch all day on Saturday and Sunday. They're all mm-hmm. content creators. Don't so nobody have no job. Yeah, I mean, like he's like listing pretty much. I all- need to see this list. I'm gonna. It's probably all the girls I've ever met online. What's up? I found up? it. I found it. So I gotta read it to you. Oh, okay. You ready to leave your wife of 30 years till you wake up and your body is surrounded by rose quartz and moon water? I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you. These people are children of Rihanna born in the fires of chaos. <laughs> Yo, They've pegging out here, beloved. Whatever went wrong, go back and make it right. These people are 60% crab legs, 30% iced coffee, and 10% vape pens. He was like, Tulum, question mark, question mark. Because you know, everybody goes to Tulum, Mexico now. Yo, he's like, Do you know how to make a mimosa? Do you know what group chat is? Well, you better learn because you finna be the subject. He's like, you're gonna be chasing Cialis and Red Bull. They not eating butter pecan no more. Bluebell ain't out here. You don't have the cholesterol to be out here. You better go listen to lemonade and pray about it. You're gonna be wearing a hottie shirt by Thanksgiving. You better ask your wife to forgive you. You don't know nothing about sneaky links. Now you knock it on the door of a 22 year old with three other roommates because she got a side piece. You better learn to like it. Do you like turmeric charcoal ice cream? You think it's a game till you in the middle of a 60 K people in a panty and she pointing her finger at you all hard, flapping flow, Millie lyrics, or rapping flow, Millie lyrics. He <laughs> was like, but they want rounds now. You better pray about coming out here. Love the wife of, wife of your youth. You don't want to be out here learning TikTok dances and falling off milk creams. <laughs> if you can make it work, do so. 14 minutes being out here, you're going to start saying these females, all they do is start podcasts and talk about plate fixing. I don't know why you don't want to do the work. You're going to come. Out here and ain't gonna like it. You think it's something better? I come to let you know. The best you gonna get is what you already got. Last time you was out here, out here was different. When you got when you get out here, you ain't gonna wanna go out here no more. You think you wanna be out here because you not out here, you don't wanna be out here. Let me tell you something. You don't wanna be out here. He just wrote he just
1: he just wrote an article on all my relationships past two years <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's you know, what you know, when,
1: when me, i like... when, when i see the, when i heard the rocks in the moon water i said oh shit he's <laughs> been in their room he's been in all their rooms
0: yeah mm. like hey it's you crazy. know and
1: and that's that's what i've seen like obviously when i was touching like culturally like things are different yeah, because like the music and the people who influence us have brought different things to the table, mm-hmm. but like those are the things that like I don't want to deal with. And I'm not talking about like the spiritual piece of like rocks and moon water and astrology and manifestation and anything like that. I actually appreciate some of that stuff. Yeah, but I think the 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 message and what he was talking about, man, that hit home.
0: <laughs> you really over there smoking a the black and mild? I am. You're fired.
1: <laughs> is this inappropriate? No. I'm just I was about to say, bad shit, I thought this was like drink champs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out who still smokes black and mild.
1: You know, I didn't want to. Well, listen, listen.
0: You know the new from. thing is vape pens out here and hookah, so. I have one of them. You just wasn't paying attention. You was reading. <laughs> <laughs> but that's everybody's thing now is a hookah and a vape pen. And he
1: actually did say that, too. But yeah, like real deal it's it's they are different. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, They come with a different set of rules. Some that like I learned as I dated younger women. Um, And I will say this, like the women I dated were they had like older souls, you Mm -hmm. know, but they still immersed in a culture does not suit mine. I like I grew up in the 90s, early 2000s era, you know, so. I'm indoctrinated with like a, a different set of principles, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, like that was definitely like a major draw like, I actually, I, I don't want to <laughs> deal with that. I remember the first time a woman mentioned sneaky link to me <laughs> and, and I was like, am I a sneaky link? <laughs> like, I ain't stupid. I don't know what it means, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's acceptance, you know, and then also talking to, you know, another woman who I dated, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier you had mentioned something about attentiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Like someone who listens to you. I listen to women from day one. I may not remember everything, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and I say that jokingly, but in all honesty, the things that are important for me to remember, you ain't gonna get nothing over on me, because yeah. I heard you, you know, and." listening to one woman talk about how her friends had you know how they date younger men and they do x y and z because this is where they but in her case i only date older men, and she listed some of her x y and z and immediately and immediately i was like okay so i fit the criteria to meet the need for you to play your bullshit Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and even though it's it's changed and it's different between like the different age groups it's still all bullshit you know and you can miss me with it
0: i mean look online dating is hard like it's hard dating period is hard and i think that covid added a layer of difficulty that some people navigated around and figured out um but i still like just you know Seeing stuff. I mean, COVID
1: dating was different. Like people needed they in the day's partner. <laughs>
0: yeah, you were. But no, because listen, here's the other thing that I heard from people. Online dating became dating. It was kind of not really online because everybody technically was dating online. So you would be having these dates virtually because you can't be around yeah. people. And to me, I would be interested to see how many of those virtual dating situations that were so great for the months are still going weren't. strong. Exactly. You know, it's, it's and an that's fantasy. what I'm saying.
1: Like, so y'all women just like men, <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So at some point, being alone too long. Is gonna need you to need something.
0: No, I don't even mean sexually. I'm just talking about successfully <coughs> transitioning from us talking to each other through a computer screen, having these you know, I
1: get what you're saying.
0: It's not real, and I feel
1: and I feel like that that sounds good, yeah. Because that was the intent and that's how it started.
0: <coughs> that was like I don't that. Think um
1: it, like, I think people sh- picked a quarantine partner. Yeah. And that's what it was good for until they get outside again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There was a show on Netflix called Love is Blind and like they were in these boxes. Um, (laughs) It was like a room. It really wasn't. There was like all these different rooms. Right. And then there's like a wall in between you and the other person that you're on this date with. But you never see the person like you don't ever see any of the people. So all the guys see all the guys because they're in their own room. And then all the girls see only all the girls because that's where they sleep. And then you would go into these rooms one at a time for your dates. So they would let all the girls out and all the girls would go into their room. And then all the guys would go into their room after the girls came in. And so I I think it's the same. It's very similar. Like you're talking to this person and it sounds good. The only difference is you know what that person looks like virtually because y'all are online. But it sounds good that, you know, y'all are sitting here talking and y'all are doing all these things and being creative. And But when you're face-to-face with someone, it's just different. Chemistry, like you're just going to have a different chemistry with the person. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I would like to see like... Who successfully transitioned to real life?
1: That's who you got to call back to your next podcast episode.
0: I don't know anybody that online dated that way, though.
1: We're going to find somebody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do. Like,
1: did it work? Shit. Ask me.
0: (laughs) You didn't quarantine online with anybody. (laughs) I tried. You're you're fired again. (laughs) (laughs) That's the second time. This is the third time. <laughs> okay. So, so <laughs> to end, we're going to wrap this up. My last question to you. I was telling you about Dell Curry and the tweets. So, Steph Curry and Aisha were in on social media recently. They did not post this. Someone posted this about them. That they're in an open relationship. And that, you know, everybody already assumes Will and Jade are in this open relationship and uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's other people but those are the two I can think of right now. So being married and now being single do you think that you would be open to being in an open marriage?
1: Fuck no. <laughs> Why not? like <laughs> <laughs> right, Let me stop. <laughs> now I could be in an open marriage. She couldn't.
0: Okay, so don't say that. <laughs> because you have no she. <laughs> this she is a fictional person that is not. I'm here. just
1: saying. It, but look, I ain't got I'm not in a marriage either. So could I do it? Um oh man. So me. Nah man, cause like I'ma have to give my honest answer. Because there are some like Perks with me being In an open marriage and she being faithful You of know course. You feel Of the, course You know So like that's why there is You know An appreciation for like bisexual Women because maybe at some point That would be fun um, But no it wouldn't work Like let's let's be honest because that person is still Wanting to sleep with other people and that is probably the most sacred thing that we could share. You so know?
0: even if she was the other person she kept going with were women, you still wouldn't, like you weren't being a part of it. It's not a threesome, but she could go out and be. Oh the,
1: man, it had to be the threesome, man. It would have to, she minds. I got two girlfriends. I got a wife and a girlfriend. Then. No, like that that's would what be I'm saying. Like,
0: but you're like, she wants to go out and have sex. So like, let's say the girl that your, your wife.
1: So she want to go out there and fuck girls and I'm like yeah. over- no that's not okay.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Now back to my old convoluted way of thinking <laughs> <laughs> where it would be okay? Yeah. That that's 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 foolishness. Yeah. You know, like let's let's keep it funky like that's foolishness. I mean, even people who are polygamous, like have a hard time managing two, three, four, five households. Yeah. You know, um, but I, most importantly for me, you got to appreciate me, all of me, and what I got. So even if it was another girl, you still mm. cheat, whether it be emotionally or physically, like there's something going on, you know, that doesn't involve me yeah. and not from a selfish perspective but like what is sacred in marriage if it's not me and and what we do you know how we consummate what we have together so no nah, it, it wouldn't work I just think in a uh I guess in my less spiritual secular worldly <laughs> flash yeah I'm just wilding. You would think that it would be OK. I think that <clears throat> at some point, every person, every man or woman, if there is another person introduced into something that you have with somebody else. um, You'll probably be threatened by it. Yeah. Sooner than later. So, no, it's not a good thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I know I couldn't do it. Um I couldn't do it. Like, even if we said, yeah, and I was just like, oh, let me see. Like, I couldn't comfortably go sleep with someone else. And then, like, in my head, I'm like, because, you know, most of the time, I guess you're not supposed to. But you
1: already know what dudes is thinking, thinking like brawls.
0: But I mean, like, I guess I don't know if they talk about it. Like, that's weird. I wouldn't want to know about it, but I wouldn't be in that situation. But let's just say by some whatever, I was in this situation It would still be one of those things where it's like, I'm not comfortable doing it, but you are. So then I would have to like reevaluate that. Like I'm saying I agree to it, but I'm not going to do it, but you are. So what's the point of us us if you're comfortable doing that? Like, you know,
1: you already broke a bond of trust. Cause you just said that you would bring somebody else into the fold.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's not even trust. It's more of like, well, what are we doing then? Because isn't that, and I'm looking at it from like
1: a, what's so different, like what's so different than me telling, you no in your face. And you ask me in my face to you, like getting your own answers. And I'm not around. (laughs) Yeah,
0: You're with somebody else doing the same thing. So I don't know. I just, I wouldn't be comfortable with it just because like, you know,
1: I think the biggest thing that like we talk about, like for real is communication that way, like, you know, exactly what you're signing up for, you know, open, honest and compassionate communication. That way you're not misleading somebody. You're still honoring yourself and what you desire, but you're also giving them the freedom to choose what they want to. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And I think that, like, you know, even over time, people kind of change their mind about what they want in certain situations um so i don't know i just feel like if over time jamel was like so you know whatever whatever i'll be like so what you're saying is we need to figure out how we about to move out this house (laughs) and (laughs) yeah to figure out some custody yeah that's what you're telling me yeah it's like what's the point like I mean we're not married right now you know he was divorced too so it's one of those things where it's not a pressing thing and I think it's because we were married before and you realize like that piece of paper is does not have to be immediate you know what I mean like some people do do a whole 180 when they get married and sign the paper um but I like I know I feel like for us, we feel like you can continue to live the way you want to live without signing a piece of paper, because at the end of the day, you know, it is a piece of paper. You're making these commitments in front of God. Um, but legally, it's a piece of paper.
1: But yeah, but thinking about like your, your personality type and who you're dating, it sounds like you're both secure.
0: Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, it's for us, it's not like a race to the finish. You know, it'll happen when it happens. And I tell him all the time, like, you know, when we found out I was pregnant with Kingsley, I'm like, this does not mean that we have to get married. Like, (laughs) you gave him the
1: talk. So you had the pregnancy test and gave him the talk
0: down the line. But I, I wanted to make it I wanted to make it clear. Like, that's not. You know, nothing's yeah. going to change in my mind, but I don't I don't want the ma- the the proposal to come because we're having a baby. That was my thing. And then when we bought our house, I said the same thing, like, you know, I'm not expecting anything through this. You know, we could still do what we're doing. And I want it to be when you're comfortable to ask. Like, this does not mean that it has to now be fast forwarded because we're buying a house together. So you know, personal yeah. preference. And I feel like, you know, things are going in a good direction. Um, there there's still le- lots of learning that yeah. we have to do, um, you know, with each other, because you don't know how you'll handle a situation until you're in the situation. Mm-hmm. So it's not something, you know, there are certain things you just can't prepare for. Because you haven't yeah. dealt with it. So you can sit there and have these talks like, oh, well, if this happens, you know, let's just make sure we do X, Y, and Z. But if you haven't been in that situation, you really don't know how you're going to respond. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying what we're building together and I'm not in a rush to be married for a second time. Um, not opposed to it either. But if we, you know, are 50 years old and still living life the same way, who cares? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to change anything.
1: Now you're at at peace.
0: Yeah. I'm you comfortable.
1: Know. Yeah. You know, and I see it hear hearing in your conversation, like even when I seen you around Christmas time. And that's like the coolest thing because we've had other conversations where it was like, yo, word, you too? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And as as bad as it was, it was comforting because we were going through it at the same time. And like I told you, one of my other friends, it was the same thing. And it was very similar stories between the three of us where it was one of those like, hold up, like who set us up? (laughs) Yeah, word up.
1: I'm sitting there like some of the things that like people said to look out for. And I'm like, ah, shut your face. Yeah. You just unhappy because you don't know how to handle your lady or
0: whatever. Maybe I'm
1: feeling like, yo, I'm the only person that's no, just call Isha. Yeah. Just call Isha. Yeah. There's actually a guy in her life that's acting like the girl in yours.
0: (laughs) It was crazy. I'm telling you in the same thing with my other friend, like, we just happened to run e- into each other um, one day, and I was asking him how his son was, and four hours later, I was <laughs> yeah. just hanging out, de- walking around Houston, and he's telling me, and I'm like, you're kidding me. Like, this is the same thing I'm dealing with. Yeah. The same thing.
1: It's freaking like, ridiculous.
0: It was the craziest thing. It was Crazy, but it was comforting because I had like people that I could be like, Yo, I'm I don't know what to do, like, this is crazy. And out of the three of us, I was the only one without a child. Thank God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, what man, yeah, oh, I, I definitely man, like, yo, made... she
1: don't know how fast I'd have kept us pushing if
0: we had a baby. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I my miscarriage was through that marriage. And Mm -hmm. when I decided to get a divorce, I was like, I get it, Lord. I'm not mad. I get it. Yeah. I know why it happened. You
1: tried to tell me before, and I did not listen.
0: Didn't listen. Oh, man. But it wasn't even about didn't listen. You did this because you knew that down the line, this is where I was going to be. And it would have been harder to make this happen if I would have had that baby. Yeah. Wow. So I... Every time I think about it, I'm like, I, I get it, Lord. I'm sad. Yeah. I'm sad about it, but I get it. Like, you know, I have kings. It had
1: to be this way.
0: Yeah. That's why I said you put in situations for a reason. And you may not understand it in that moment, but when you get it, you're thankful for it. So,
1: you know, and that's something that like I've been looking at a lot lately, especially like when Darnell come over here and we're talking, it gives me a chance to like reflect um But that's like been consistently like the the message, you know. Yeah. And I think that that happens throughout life in general, you know. Like eventually, like you overcome something, then you get to tell somebody else about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you get to lead them. And it's funny because it's like now I can help somebody, and I make the shit sound easy. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I was depressed.
0: Yeah, right. Right. You feel me? <laughs> like yo, functionally, functionally depressed because you like know, depressed. People like I'm not doing any of like...
1: the same, yo, Isha, like real deal. I just ran into one of my friends to um, start playing basketball again. And he asked me, and it was crazy. Cause like, I've been thinking about like, what do I love that'll get me back to doing things that I'm passionate about again? You mm-hmm. know, cause in my singleness, like, well, in my marriage and then going back, like I kind of like lost my wife. Like I sold my motorcycle, you know what I'm saying? And like yeah. things that, you know, I put the basketball away and I'm, i like, I'm trying to find it. And then I run into this guy and he was like, Yo, don't, you still love it? And he just yeah. looked at me and it was one of those awkward pauses where it was like, "I," because it happened the same day that like I had to think about it. And I ain't seen this dude since I was 23. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 17 years later, somebody who I was passionate about balling with mm-hmm. and went and it, the whole way that it worked, I was like, yeah, this was meant to happen because I need to find that peace again. yeah. And I think that that's what it's really all about. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, what are you passionate about? What do you love doing? Go and do that. You know, also find somebody that like supports you in doing the things that make you who you are. Yeah. You know, and we've had the opportunity, not a luxury at all times. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> but
1: like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know where you're at and you know what like makes you tick. And what makes you love, you know, most yeah. importantly, that's what we do. We do the things that we love doing. So like you being a mom, like you found where like your love is inside of that, you know, professionally, what you're doing right now. And this is professional slash like recreational, you know, like your podcast. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's put you in like a position to like, you're just so much better. Mm-hmm. You more better. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because of, of what you've been tested with, you know, so it's it's really cool that life after divorce breathes this, yeah. You know, empowerment, mm-hmm. you know, um new love, like a, a a new life. Because I remember when you were talking to me about the pilot, you know, what I'm saying and yeah. then like he's like he's like yo, Isha, what's going on? And you're like, no, I want to ride on the motorcycle. And so I'm like, no, what's going on? And we're talking and having these conversations, and being able to see like what it transitioned into later.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, it's like it's, it's super helpful because I, I tell some other people, you know, and I'm like, yo, because you half the time like when you're going through it, like you don't see the progress, mm-hmm. right? You don't appreciate the trial either because right. first of all, God it sucked. And I don't even know why you would do that to me. <laughs> 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 but then they like get to this point. Yeah like, yo, this is what it was for. And this is why I respect it. And you glowing. I might add, you know, (laughs) like you, you just in a different place. And that's, that's life after divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, my book, I think it's beautiful. I think it's cool. You know, like, of course, we've been tried by like all kinds of things. There may be a little bit of residual here and there, but like it never lasts long. And that's why (laughs) it's cool for us to have this conversation now because. There were other days where like this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, life after divorce has been great, man. It's been great. I'm glad that you invited me on here just so I could, you know, throw out a couple of gems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important because I feel like we didn't get this. Like I, no. I have family members who were divorced and they didn't talk about what they went through and you know how it made them feel. You know, you hear stories from people who were there with them or um whoever you know may have been around to like hear stories from them but they don't directly talk to us so not at all it's one of those things where you almost feel like you shouldn't get a divorce because what what happens to you after that you know what I mean like but it's okay to like let that person go you're going to be better for it. They're going to be better for it. No one's saying that you, you know, you can't talk to each other and have a different type of relationship, but to be married to them is just not the best thing for the both of you.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, like the last thing I'll say is this, especially for, for the young men who are parents out there, like continue to be a good dad. Yeah. Um, I didn't recognize it until somebody was like, "Yo, you're still in his life." And the undertone of that for me was like, "What are you talking about?" Like that sounds stupid. Yeah. Like of course I'm still in his life. But I do understand now after that conversation why some men just walk away
0: mm-hmm. and will
1: just pay child support.
0: Yeah.
1: One is no, we love our babies. In fact, there's nothing more that we would ever do is be their fathers. But sometimes it's wise for us because we still need to be a happy parent in order Mm -hmm. to give them everything that they need to grow um, to walk away from that. So, yeah, that's that's one of the last things that I want to leave with. Yeah. Life after divorce is beautiful. Still keep being, you know, an awesome dad or mom or whoever you are. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because life is is good and we're blessed
0: absolutely all day absolutely well and i think that was a mouthful a earful whatever you want to say i get it but we're but gonna do some
1: big things isha i appreciate you
0: definitely will thanks for coming on this was fun as always great conversation you know
1: um all right isha love I you appreciate love you too. having me on here and i'll talk to you soon
0: thanks and that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know you were just as inspired as I was after hearing today's guests and to let us know how we're doing, leave us a review, like, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on all social media platforms from Facebook to YouTube at the color of influence and on Instagram, the underscore color underscore of underscore influence. And our website is still the same theblackgirlblogger.com where you can check out all of our episodes as well. And don't forget to share the podcast with someone you know and have them share it with someone that they know. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace out.